I look around and I still wonder to this day, I tell my wife, when did I become the old man in a company? Wow, there is no one maybe within 10 years of me in some companies. And it's like, when did this happen? I remember starting my career. It's like, oh, okay. Everyone's practically the same age. And somehow I woke up one day and it's like, wow, there's no one. You know, when I go on interviews, I see someone that looks like me, that opens my heart a little bit like, okay, there's a chance. You're listening to It Gets Late Early, a show about the experience of getting older in the tech industry. I'm your host, Maureen Wiley-Clough. Let's dive in. John, welcome to It Gets Late Early. I'm so excited to have you here. We go way back, way, way back. We do. We go way back. And I just want to kick this off first and foremost with an, a heartfelt apology because I was that person who gave you crap about being the old guy. And you know what? Here I am. I'm joining your ranks. Yes. And so, you know, that is what we call karma, right? It, that is, it is karma. So it's I just funny. want to start up by saying I'm sorry. Like, oh, I, can't, no I, sh- I shouldn't that. have done that. that. That was not cool of me. I was like pushing a joke. I it's, don't even remember. And I'm sure I made fun of you for your youthful. You, youth. you did. And I deserved yeah. every bit of it. So right? you, you, you have always been able to give it right back, which I love about you, as does everyone else. John and I worked together. Gosh, how many years ago was it at this point? I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, 26. I know we could easily do the subtraction. We celebrated one of your milestone birthdays. We oh, probably that's right. So yes, John actually attended my, uh, for lack of a better term, 30th birthday party. Uh, we tried to party on my 30th birthday because it happened Was to fall. years ago? Not quite. 10. 10. 10. 10. You can edit that out. That's, that's fine. It's fine. It's all good. I own it. Um, but yeah, no, I turned 30 with you, John, at a conference. And I remember distinctly I remember it being such a weird a weird moment. And you guys tried really hard to make it fun for me, even though I was at a work conference. So thank you for that. But yeah, you oh, were there for the milestone birthday. It was. I remember running around stores looking for cupcakes for you to make sure it was something memorable. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't be talking about this. That's true. Today. That's when you cemented your place in my heart, for sure. For sure. Oh, very but, good. Appreciate all right, that. For, for those who are unfortunate not, enough not to actually know you, John, can you please let people know a little bit about you, how long you've been in tech and, and what, what the scoop is these days. I've been in tech since really the 90s. So it's been a long time. I, I've been in tech when LCD monitors weren't even thought of. I've been in tech before when I remember being in school and my professor, I took a computer class. And I remember my professor saying, if you're going to buy a personal computer, make sure it has at least 128 meg of memory, which is like, you know, that's like a PowerPoint slide now <laughs> that we do. It's, it's pretty bizarre. So, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been fun. I've seen a lot uh, as far as the tech industries, where it's came from, where it's going. I remember working at a company and the Internet literally was just coming out for companies and we were developing our first web page. I remember being in our small little offices and we have gentlemen generating our first web page on our website. And then we thought it was the coolest thing because he was able to go online and speak to someone overseas. I mean, I still think that's cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I still think getting on a plane and getting in a car is cool. So I'm with you. Yes. 
But it, I remember all those days doing, you know, now we take it for granted all the technology we have, but I remember having to go and send faxes yeah. to customers. I remember the main reason we went to trade shows was to really find competitive information. That's how you, you found it. Because you couldn't get it. There wasn't the information superhighway no, at your finger. You couldn't yeah. go anywhere else. So you wow. went to trade shows and you literally came back with 10 pounds of paper. Did and you, you like- were just going booth to booth to booth, picking up data sheets. And that's how you figure out what <laughs> pretending you were what a hot prospect. Yeah. And that's how we were doing the prospecting. Yeah. So I work predominantly with inside the high high tech arena, either in product management or channel management. So either managing the life cycle of a particular product, bringing it to market, developing that product, enhancing it, or working on the software side, working with our channel partners. So channel partners could be, you know, valued added resellers, companies that are reselling a ERP system per se, and working with them to support a third party solution. So working with a lot of different type of companies, CPA firms, bars, consulting firms, you know, big four, some of the larger consulting companies, and going all the way down to small QuickBooks Pro Advisors. That I you remember and I those days. Many, many <laughs> times. Yep, throwback. Um, yep. So basically business development, partnerships, channel partnerships. Yeah, mostly business yeah. development and partner development. I didn't realize you had a product On the software too. side. On okay. the which side? I didn't realize you had a product background as well. Yeah, I, I started my career in hardware on the Look product management that. side. Wow. Yeah. You are a jack of all trades. That's that's a oh, you know. blended skill set there. I'm impressed. You know, you broke the mold, John, because I, I remember we'd all give you a hard time about being the old guy. So it wasn't just me. Like this was something. Well, because I was. But you were comparatively. And I noticed that like out of the gates in tech. I was like, why is there no one that's really that much older than I am in this industry? Like it was very strange. So you you did you did kind of stand out because there weren't that many people of a certain age. And you weren't even old. You were like 51 when I met you or something like that. Right. Yeah, so, it was probably close to late 40s, early 50s. Late 40s. Yeah. Which is which is just insane to me. So yeah, I'm sure you thought in your mind, he cannot be 50. Oh, absolutely. I was like, he looks, (laughs) but that's the other thing. Like what is wrong with our society? So messed up, right? Like, why do we have this horrible association and negative association with getting older and looking older and all that? I, I, we just need to do away with all of it, but it's ingrained in us. And it's been ingrained in us for quite some time over the course of our whole lives. So I came into that organization and, you know, I didn't see many people who were visibly over 40 in that organization, unless they were at the top of the organization. And even that wasn't that many. And you still don't. Now you still don't you still see at the top of the pyramid is, you know, it's the older, you know, it, it does take time to move yourself up into an organization. But yeah. I look around and I still wonder to this day, I tell my wife, when did I become the old man? Yeah, exactly. I look around and I was like, wow, there is no one maybe within 10 years of me in some companies. I remember starting my career is like, oh, okay. Everyone's, practically the same age. And somehow I woke up one day and it's like, wow, there's no one. And my very few, very few, when you, especially now that I'm, I'm not working right now. So I'm going through like the interview process. And just when you're interviewing, you know, you end up interviewing people that are like, wow, I'm talking to my son, which is fine. But it's, you know, very few people that, at my age that I end up 
engaging with at the initial stages when you're going through the inter- interview process. Yeah. But as you go through the, run- the, the, the layers of the interviews, you, you tend to meet up with people. Yeah, I do notice as you go through the interview process, the age does creep up a little okay. bit. Okay. Interesting. Which is good. I mean, so you, yeah. w- once you get to the hiring manager or the person that's running the department, you know, then you have more things in common. Yeah. Them. Well, and that's, that's, Which that's a great cool. point. That's a great point. And, you know, one thing that I find curious about that, that you just described is that, you know, I can imagine there'd be circumstances in which like you don't make it past that initial call with the 25 year old recruiter, right? Cause they don't see you as someone like them. And they're not thinking from the perspective of, you know, how, how do we increase, uh, well, first of all, people aren't even talking about age diversity for the most part. Like it's the last, it's the last frontier of diversity, equity, and inclusion for what, for what reason? Well, we had to do some other really important stuff first, but now we're here and we should focus on it. It affects everybody, but so it's not even on their radar. And if they're looking for, you know, culture fit and they know that the majority of people around them seem to be of a certain age, you know, in their twenties, thirties, like they're, they're probably not going to connect with you necessarily at the same level. And so you might not get that check mark in order to go and meet the people who are more experienced, older, right? So you just get like cut off at the knees right there. Almost definitely. I do notice now at this point in my career, when I'm speaking to like the recruiters or at the first level, you know, I consciously try to say things like, you know, experience, you should you should be looking for someone with experience that has that could come out of the gate running because they've done X, Y, and Z. So in the past, you know, that never came to mind, but now I'm thinking, okay, I may be, be competing with 30, 40 year olds. And then, you, you know, you look through a job description, you say, okay, I could pull that as a nugget. And let me try to insert that into the conversation. Somehow that'll be a positive because, you know, you don't know if there's age, issues or age discrimination there could be you know they don't know it over your resume they they may be able to figure out they can look on linkedin see who see who you are but once they see you then they they're going to know i'm not going to pass for a 35 or a 45 or a 55 year old probably any longer so it's it it's easy for them not to consciously say oh he's not going to fit in with our our team because it's X, what they don't realize is someone that has gone through all the different stages, there's experience that they could bring to the table. Where if everybody was just in a particular age group, you're gonna lose out because they won't have that experience. As you're working with clients and customers, those customers typically will be older and the senior leadership typically will be older. So the decision makers, right? Yeah, so you run into, you know, are you gonna position your company You'll have someone that's very junior that end up speaking with someone that's a little bit more senior, and they may not get that initially. Yeah, no, it's true. And ageism does cut both ways. I'm more concerned about it affecting older people than I am younger people, just quite frankly. But, you know, people get dismissed all the time because of being too young or, you know, too junior. And, you know, it should be really more based on your experience slash skills, right? What you're capable of, not just that snap judgment. Um, But so that's so interesting to me. I, I want to hear a little bit more about what it's been like for you. Tell me about, well, first, let's go back and talk talk to me a little bit about what it was like being the old guy in the jobs that you've had. And then let's go back into more on the interview process because, you know, it's a really tough landscape right now. Yeah. As far as like being the old guy, it's interesting. 
because I like my the, uh, the company I was just with, I was working with people that were literally 22 to 26 years old, right out of college, real bright, real bright individuals. And they would always tell me, and we would work together and say, John, how do you know how to do all this? And, they, and they're like, I don't believe you could do it. And they just didn't understand it. I go, guys, what you have to realize, I've had 30 years head start of all of you. Yep. I look back where I was at your age, and I told them, you blow me away. I wasn't even close to where you're at at your age. You can't compare yourself to me. Because I've had that 30-year head start. I've done a lot of things. So don't try to compare yourself to someone older because they always have that experience that you will gain over time. And that's something I've always tried to, when I end up, you know, working with them, mentoring with people that are younger and with me, like, you know, don't don't try to compare yourself. You're at this particular point in time in your life. Enjoy it. You're going to be, you're great now and you're going to be great later and you'll learn. And so I find I like that portion of our, as far as being older in the workforce. Being the mentor, being the coach. So you could coach them and you can help them. You know, you'll see things that they're, they're doing and you can say, you know what? It probably won't work. We've tried that before, but (laughs) I was, I was in their shoes and the people that were above me, let me fail. Because if you don't let them fail, they're not going to learn. So you let them fail, let them fail quickly, and then you could you could talk through it with them. Why that's, it may not have been the best decision. That's awesome. I love that, and that's like very much the 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 SaaS startup creed: like fail, fail fast, MVP, yeah, all of that. Fail yeah, fast, let's do it. Fail quick. Yeah, because if get you don't it, fail, get it out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you think you're not going to fail, you're just not trying, and you're. It's very you're true. Just not working hard enough. Everyone fails. Everyone. You know, there's not a person alive that has Fail tried to do time. something that, has, yeah. that hasn't hasn't failed once. I probably failed a couple of times today already. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I I've racked them up today. Let me tell you, the failures just pile pile on top of one another. So tell me, I want to hear a little bit about your recent experience. So you were laid off from your latest tech company about right. how long ago? Uh, it's been about two months now. Okay, so two months ago. So it was about two months ago, you know, doing well in the job. And next thing I know, I get a, you know, a note from my boss for a meeting on a Thursday. And next thing I recognize, there's an HR person yes. on that call. So you, you just know what that, that's you know coming. what that is. Because we have experience, we know because what that is. Because we have experience. It's like, <laughs> you know, I get the email. I check to see who else is there. Was it just a one-on-one with my boss or something else? I recognize a person that was on a call I didn't recognize looked her up. Oh, it's HR. Okay, oh, I know what this is. Maybe. Here we go. <laughs> so Buckle up. I had to be the way, yeah, exactly the way I am. I had to re- call my boss. Said, oh, I saw you put on one one. Anything up? Oh no, I just want to connect with you. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I love that you did that. That's pretty funny. I didn't go to the next step asking. Okay, then if it was just that, why did you invite HR? Yeah, exactly. I didn't, think, I didn't go to but that level. You let. Him or her know that you were on to. Oh, I knew. And yeah, as soon as we got on the call, like four days later, I mean, I just told him, I know what this call's about. You know, yeah. it's fine. You yeah. Know, just tell me why, what happened. Yeah. You know, 90 seconds. And next thing I know, you know, telling my wife we're cutting back meals from three day, three times a day to maybe one. So, <laughs> oh, <things> like 
job. You know, was it age? You know, you could never prove it. I mean, they let a few people go. Everyone was over probably 50. Wow. It could be obviously a monetary cost because as you get older, obviously your salary is going to be larger. And if they need to cut X dollars, it's easier to cut one person than maybe two. So I, I get that. And, you know, all things, you'll always usually end up in a better place anyway. And I like that it's been, perspective. It's been good for the last, the last two months. It's been, it's been fine. I'll end up, end up somewhere. Worst case scenario, you know, I'll spend more time with the family. So who, who knows? Well, that's good. It sounds like you've made good enough financial decisions along the way to have a relatively yeah, like, calm, carefree attitude about it. And so I'm, I'm glad for that. That's huge. I'm sure. That yeah, that's one thing with age. When you get to a particular age, hopefully if you did things right, we're put you in a position where you don't have to worry about every little decision. It's not like if I was in my 40s and I had kids in school, I had a plan for that. That's a different scenario. I mean, now all my kids are older, out of the house. You know, those those type of concerns are no longer on the table for me. So I could be more selective. It's not like I have to jump at the very first thing that comes around. I could be more selective. So being older gives you that flexibility. I do notice purposely because you never know if someone's going to discredit you because of your age. So I do know, you know, when you send out your resumes, do you remove dates? You know, I never thought of doing that before, right? You, you remove dates. Dates were always on my resumes before. You know, when you graduate a college, they, you know, they get easily backtrack and figure out your age. You know, do you put how long, do you, how many jobs do you keep on your resume? You know, okay, I guess I'll only go back 15 years. So you chop off this big chunk of my experience on a resume. You could always bring it up during an interview process if it's pertinent, but you do those little things that I never had to think about in the past because it was supposedly was never a concern because, you know, I was in that 40 year range, but now I'm at the tail end of my career and those, because I'm not ready to retire yet. I still think I have multiple good years behind ahead of me, but I think about those things like, okay, if I was a hiring manager and he's at this age, I bring him on, is he going to leave us in two years? So do we invest that time with them? So I, I get that. I understand that some companies may have that concern. You know, they can't purposely say it. They can't ask you, but they, I can see them having that concern. It's like if we have someone that's in 60, great qualification qualifications, everything we're looking for. We have someone that's maybe 50, you know, more likely they will stick around longer than someone that's 60. So, you know, that's always in the back of my mind, you know, when you're going through interviews and you're talking to people, you know, when I go on interviews, I see someone that looks like me. It just, that opens my heart a little bit like, okay, there's a chance, which is nice compared to when I'm speaking to someone that's, you know, 20 years younger. And he's like, okay, maybe there could be, there could, may not be. But when I see someone like me on the other side of the screen, that gives me a little bit more hope. You know, same person on this side of the screen, but when I see it from the company, it gives me a sense that the company obviously doesn't consider age like some other companies may. 
especially if that person just started in a particular role at that company. Great point. It's not like C-suite. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Wow. Hey, quick break here. If you or anyone you know are looking for a new tech job and you're aiming for a company that understands the value of experienced workers, sign up for our email list where we'll send you jobs from companies that we hand select as a fit for tech employees over 40. Go to itgetsleteearly.com and add your email. Now back to the show. I mean, you're saying everything that I've been thinking and certainly what I've been hearing. And I put a survey out to the, well, my community, and then it got passed around beyond that. And the stuff that you're explaining is just very top of mind for people even well before they get to where you are. Um, right. You're, how old are you right now? Believe it or not, I'll be 63. Believe what? it or not. Yes, I know. Yeah. Kill no, I'll be 63 John. in September. Oh, see, Gosh. you must have talked to my mom. What's on your mind? Amazing. But that's the thing. I mean, we just have these associations with older people and certain ages, like people, people say, wow, I can't believe your X number of years. And it's like, well, right. what did you, what did you think that was supposed to look like? Right. And, yeah. you know, we conflate people's chronological age with their vitality and their energy and their drive and their motivation. And that's so wrong. I mean, it, it's uh wow. And just to think my heart goes out to you and to everybody. And I guess, frankly, now I'm part of a protected class too. You're part of the club. Like you said, it's probably a little easier for me right now, of course, than it would be 20 years out. But, you know, all the stuff that you bring up is, is so real. You say it's easier. I may say it could be harder because you are in that situation financially where you need to work for another 20 years, <sighs> potentially. Yeah. Yeah, right? or, or more, I, since we're living to 100 and no one's space, saving enough. Yeah, you know, someone in my position, you know, my age group, they know they're not working for another 20 years because they don't have to. They, all their kids are grown. They don't have college in front of them. You know, you may yeah. you have two little ones. You have college in front of you. You can give yeah. more than I can right now, actually. Yes, I. you have a, you have a wedding or sleeping. two in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's amazing. Um, people are sleeping on older employees. People are sleeping on the over 50 crowd because they yes. have so, I mean, they're empty nesters, right? If they've chosen mm -hmm. to have kids, those kids have flown the coop. Like they are ready to rock. They're ready to give all. They're ready to crush it. And I don't know why people don't think about that more. Uh, not that I want employers to think about people's ages at all. I want them to think about experience. But if any of those subconscious thoughts seep in, like, I think man, I can tell you the people over 50 that I've worked with have been incredible. And, you know, we just, we have a lot of work to do as a society. Well, we do. Yeah, you look at, you know, a lot of, you see stories about work ethic as far as the younger generation, older generation. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it is telling. I remember I go on these youth trips in the, each summer with our church. So awesome. And there's people that are 50, 60 that are, going with these youths and we're in sometimes this past summer we're in a, a farm working on a farm pulling corn pulling weeds just for this nonprofit. and so we're working with high school kids so they could be sophomores juniors or seniors and we got people in the field 50 or 60 year olds we have this six-year-old lady she worked harder than any high school's kid there 
I love harder it. than I believe anyone. it. She was amazing. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, the kids were like, oh, it's hot. I got to take a break. <laughs> and you got this woman in the field just shucking corn. That's for amazing. Five hours. That reminds me of my late grandpa. He'd always be like, suck it up. Like anything, yeah. anything that bothered us, suck it up. It was amazing. It was really yeah, it's a different mentality, right? Yeah. I mean, because my parents, they grew up in the 40s, or right? And then my great-grandparents were depression. They grew up in, during the Depression. So these things shape us. Now the generation so far removed from those type of individuals. You know, that would be their great-great-grandparents. So they've never had heard those stories. Mm-mm. No, I remember what a loss! With, what a loss yeah. to not hear those stories. It's like all of this experience, all this history is so impactful, and we're just we're sleeping on it. We need we need to tap mm-hmm. into it. Oh, exactly. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be a change. I mean, as you know, the younger people today, they're going to eventually, hopefully, get to my age because I yeah, tell anyone, they, hopefully, exactly. Yeah, they say, "Oh, you're six. They go, "Hey, I made it." I always tell because yeah. I do the youth group. I yeah. go, "I made it." So I'm I'm fine where I'm at in my life now because there's yeah. other things you know coming forward, you know, grandkids. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you'll be the best grandpa. Oh sure, he so, will. You know, there's other things. You know, I was like I said, still looking forward to still working. I don't see myself not working yet. But do you see yourself retiring? Eventually, four or five years, five years maybe down the road, I see retiring. And, you know, what I'm going to do after that, you know, who knows? I'm not planning out five years now. It'll change. It'll dictate on where those little ones land and where they're at. Yeah. So. So you're just open. You're open. It's it's a new chapter. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Almost definitely. Like the last two months that I haven't been working, I've been just as busy now as I was when I was working. My brother retired like four years ago. And I said, what do you do all day? He is never home. He is always oh, nice. Busy. That's so, fantastic. That. Yeah, it's just, you know, different. But yeah. I think there's still things. This, I can't believe it. I'm saying the older generation, people <laughs> my age can still offer to companies. Oh, my As gosh. far as the experience in so life. So much. So much. So, I mean, what do you think? What do you think companies can do to ensure that they attract and retain workers who are around your age? Like what would, what, think they, for example, what, what is an indication or a tell to you besides seeing someone on the other side of the, of the zoom call who yeah. looks like you, right? Like it appears to be around the same age chronologically. Like what else can these companies do to signal and showcase that they are age inclusive, that they're open to candidates across a lot of generations? What, what would, what yeah, would that tell be for you? Little things could be, you know, you go on their website, look at the, you know, images that they have on their screen. You know, is it totally inclusive? You know, rarely do you see, you don't see it real often, you know, people older. So, you know, those little subtle things they could do. You know, you can look at as far as the activities that they may do. So, I mean, are they trying to be inclusive? Beer yeah, on tap. Beer pong and all that. You know, are they are they sponsoring the neighborhood shuffleboard team? Yeah. You know, like That's that. a good sign. Yeah. That would be a great sign for me. It's like, wow, you're doing shuffleboard. My people. Yes, I, I could I could I could connect with this company. That's so amazing. I, mean, I think things like that would be just signs, you know, yeah. as I'm 
talking to companies, you know, what's your culture? What does it, what does it look like? So that'll be interesting to see where companies move to. Because they're going to have to, they're going to be forced to adopt bringing in some of these older workers just because they're going to have some gaps they will have to fill. So true. And if, if they're not thinking about an age strategy now, they're already playing from behind. So it's a, they're going to be playing catch up. So it's, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the shifts. And it, I wonder how much of it will be kind of akin to like the environmental movement of greenwashing, where they just slap up a picture of someone with gray hair and how much of it will be legitimate. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of that publicity that that's, there's it's vacuous. There's nothing behind it. And, uh, and so it'll be fascinating to see how this all plays out. I remember when companies used to do that just on the reverse side for, you know, diversity and, you know, oh, let's make sure that picture has the right mixture yeah. of women, oh, yeah. men. Oh, they're still races, doing that. Like, <laughs> they're still right? doing that. But, you know, it's also funny. <laughs> I've had, um, I've been <laughs> at companies where they have, you know, promotional videos and whatnot that, that showcase their, their workforce. And it's literally almost entirely young white people, like no one over 35, like visibly. And, you know, you send that to a new employee and they're like, literally doing karaoke in the video in the office eating pizza and i'm like what is going on like what do, what signal are you sending here about what i can I expect like to see a promotion ballroom dancing shuffleboard ballroom yeah yeah ballroom dancing yeah they should do i mean but i was like you know what if, if at least they're coming out with it they're saying this is who we are i appreciate that because that can be you know that's a tell right and and when you see that you can you can make an educated decision uh, but it's when you don't see it until after you're there when you're like ooh but yeah but it's 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 really it really blows my mind somehow that this still exists and that there isn't more thoughtful uh, a more of a thoughtful approach to it but again perhaps that's just who they want to be who they are and then okay, fine, I won't work there, you know? <laughs> I think part of it goes just in the culture itself. You know, you don't have, you don't have a, families are just getting separated. You don't have it where in the past where you had multiple generational people yeah. living together. So true. So you don't have that connection where you grew up with, maybe not in your same house, but near yeah. your You're right. grandparents. So you, you respect people that are older than you. Now, especially in high tech. So many people have been, the families have been dispersed across the country. They may not know their grandparents, their, their uncles, their great uncles. So they don't learn to have that respect for people that are older than them. Where if they did, they may look for that in companies as well. Or as they're working with individuals that may be older, they'll understand, okay, this is like, what I have with my family. You know, I should have that type of feeling. That's a good point. Yeah. It's just not, it's not really, I don't think it's, it's something that's really underscored in our society much, you know, the, the need for us to, to be around people of different generations and, and really revere and learn from those individuals like that. That's not something that I feel is, is really driven home. And I think you saw like a really deep seated entrenched ageism come out over COVID that was, was really sad. Like, you know, people would say things like, oh, it's only just old people who will die from COVID. And it's like, right. wait, I'm sorry. Can we take a step back and just realize what you just said? Like, you don't care yeah. about people who are like, that's really gross. 
like really, really yep. gross. And, you know, meanwhile, you have other cultures where I think it was, a, there was a, like an African proverb or something that was like, when an elder dies, a library vanishes or something like that. Like where it's right. just, these people are held up and put on this, this absolute pedestal for having been on the planet longer. Like they, that's what they, that's, that's their main value that they provide is like, yeah. we've been around the block and we know what's up and here's what to do and what not to do. And let me tell you all about life. And, and I'm like, where do we lose our way? Like old people could just die during COVID. What? I know. I think now as we're getting up on July 4th, you know, the big holiday Memorial day. And you think about all the men and women that are literally what they did for the country. And they're all in their nineties, you know, and the youngest ones are in their nineties that would have fought in world war two. And you, and we totally forget about what they did yeah. and what we could learn from them. God, it's so sad. And yeah. And I just feel like not enough people understand that and appreciate it. hundred percent agree with you. I, I do. I do think we're at this sort of cultural tipping point though, because this topic is coming up in mainstream media and just culturally all the time now. And so I think we're about to see a shift. Uh, And my hypothesis is that a lot of this is driven by uh, people like me, millennials who, you know, we've been like the most sought after candidates. Like people are all kind of pandering to us and whatnot. We've had this like very secure place in society. And suddenly we're all grappling with the fact that we're like middle age. We're all turning 40. The oldest of us are turning 40 and you know everybody else is coming shortly thereafter. And we're like, wait a minute, I don't want to be marginalized. This is some bullshit. Like I'm not here for this. And I think that it's part of that that's, that's shifting things because we're suddenly waking up to it because we're here in your shoes, right? And, and I'm, I'm not proud of that, but I think that it's going to be one of the linchpins that actually pushes us forward into change. So for, for what it's worth. Yeah, remember when you started your career yeah. in the tw- right no, 20 not- years ago, how mm-hmm. it was probably a lot of because just this, you know, in the middle of the, the high tech boom, right? Yeah. Like in one of your broadcasts just earlier, they said, you know, as long as you almost if you had just a pulse, that's all you needed <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. a job at some of these at Silicon Valley. So it was a lot easier back then because, you know, the technology is just emerging. Compared to now, 20 years later, look where you're at. But people could tap that. Ex- you have 20 years experience that they could tap into. I do. And yet I find myself wanting to hide it, which is insane. Yeah. Just <laughs> imagine all the experience from 40, 50, and 60-year-olds. I'm going to be so good. Exactly. I'm going to be so good. But yeah, I just want to make sure. I, I just had this pit in my stomach. Like, am I in the right place? Am I in the right industry? Will they... Will they like me later? I just, and and I, I'm heartened when I see people like you who've continued on and had good careers in tech. Um, but it also, I, I don't know how many other John Parisis there are. I mean, you are an enigma and a unicorn for sure. But I don't know how many more of like I, I'm like where are the other John Parisis? You said it yourself. You're like you look around, you don't see anyone who looks like you at these yeah. companies. And My it's wife like, tells me all the time, I'm one of a kind. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I take that as a compliment, but 
<laughs> of a kind. Could go either way. But, you know, you felt that. And so let's dig into that a little bit. Like, so you have this ability to connect with people of, of all different ages. I've witnessed that for mm-hmm. sure. You've just described some of it. You clearly work with youth groups. Like you, you mentor kids. You, you know, you, you, you really are, you're out there doing, doing great work in that regard. But, you know, what, what do you think some of your peers are feeling? Like some people who are in your same age group in tech, is this something you guys have talked about even openly or do you all kind of like just think it and not say it out loud? No, we talk about it. Uh, friends, you know, same situation where either on their tail end or close to getting retirement, but they all feel like, you know what? I may be 60, but I feel like I'm m- the mindset though, still in their forties. They don't think of themselves at the chronological age that they're at. They know they could truly still contribute to companies. And they have so much, and they want it, and they do want to share it. That's what I, I feel with a lot of friends that I end up speaking with. They want to share the knowledge that they have. You know, they want to pass it along because there's no need to keep it to yourself. It's not going to, there's no value to you keeping your knowledge internally. It doesn't make you any smarter, any brighter, doesn't make you any richer. So you might as well share it with someone. If you share it, it doesn't diminish your knowledge anymore. It's not like it's a pie where if you give a little away, you got a little bit less. That's a You share that knowledge and you still have it. Yeah. So you might as well share what you have because when I was starting off, I'm glad people shared what they knew with me. Yeah, I am too. I think that's that's a wonderful attitude and like it's an abundance versus scarcity mindset, which I think is so critical. And this all like this all often ties back into mindset, like just straight up mindset and confidence. Yeah. When you look at the tech landscape right now, like what what gives you hope for older people seeking jobs right now, if anything? <laughs> I think right now there's this new wave. So you have AI, machine learning, all of that's that's new. For everyone. Yep. Right? Yep. Even playing field. It's not that the 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds have a have captured that information. Anyone can learn it. Yeah. So if you're 50, 60, it's not too late to learn what that means. And you could easily become an expert quickly. Not quickly, but you become an expert in that area. And then if you combine that with your experience... You should be valuable to a company because it's brand new. So the information, it's so no, it's changing. You know, it's not that you have to be out there coding if you don't, if you don't code, but you could understand it and how you could apply it to businesses and to companies. And what does it mean? So I, I think that could be an exciting time for a lot of people, you know, just looking at this new technology. How is it going to change things? I think it's going to change it tremendously for a lot of industries. You know, you look at where AI could take accounting. You, will we need accountants? Maybe not. You got AI doing that. Marketing. You know, I could go on systems now and have them create a marketing plan for me, at least a very good skeleton in relatively short period of time. Right? Graphic artists. You could tell the AI machine just to create images for you, logos. So there's so many industries, professions that are going to be impacted with this. So I think everyone needs to at least gain some type of understanding 
of what it can do. And it's not all this fear mongering. You know, a lot of people, it's going to ruin the world. Well, no, it's, it'll be a positive. There's always going to be some bad actors that'll take advantage of it. But there's, there was always bad actors when the internet came out too. And there's bad actors today, but could we live without the internet today? I can't imagine. Me neither. Sometimes we forget how good, how good we have it. You know, do you ever, do you ever think about that? Like I have these moments occasionally where I'm, you know, trying to pull up a, I don't know, video on Netflix or something. And it it takes a minute to load and I get so annoyed and I'm like, what is wrong with me? I am pulling up Mm -hmm. whatever I want to watch in the world on a cell phone in the palm of my hand in mere seconds. And I'm irritated that it's buffering. What's wrong with me? Like, why did you, (laughs) come on, like, this is no hardship. No, imagine my son calls those first world problems. He is correct. Yes. First world problems. They are. Say you had to wait five minutes for that movie to come on. Without the internet and everything, you would have drove to Blockbuster. Ten minutes from your house, waited in line five minutes. Right? And then they didn't rewind it. Remember, they didn't rewind rewind it. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. Yeah. We're dating ourselves. Be be kind, rewind, Blockbuster. Yeah. So for everyone that's, well, everyone that's watching this broadcast probably understands and has experienced Blockbuster in their life. You know, I I bet the the majority of those, and who knows, maybe we have have some sleeper 20-year-olds checking this out, realizing that they too will one day be old like us. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm not kidding. I Yeah, hopefully so. But I, I went on, you know, Reddit threads. I went deep in Reddit threads and I saw things that blew my mind, like, 18 year olds wondering if they should get into tech or go into medicine because they're so worried about being aged out of tech. They're worried about this as an 18 year old male. Like this is pervasive. (laughs) This is not all in our head, right? Like this is, this is real. So um, it's, it's great to see you out here, you know, debunking myths about older people, right? Like you just, you just told me about a marketing platform I've never even heard of in AI. So, I mean, talking to you after 10 years, celebrating your third, 30 30th birthday fantastic i mean so who would have guessed funny. 10 years 10 years ago we would have been sitting here today talking about this I, you're in my eyes just this smart little kid that <laughs> was working with, like who knew everything like well she don't know everything she thinks she does yeah and I know. how dumb was i back then man We'll let her think she knows. Yeah, yeah. She'll find out. She'll find out <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> but that's one getting older. And you can always sit back and reflect like, okay, I've been there, but we'll see. But so, it's fun to see work with. You know, I can't imagine working in a place where it's all old or yeah, all young. Exactly. And, you know, it's nice to have that mixture between different age groups. Preach, and John. each of them are bringing something different to the table. I love it. I love it. Tech companies, are you listening? We want yeah. multi-generational workforces. <laughs> Give it to us. I have noticed a precipitous dis- decline in terms of inbound outreach to me from recruiters mm-hmm. since I hit 40. Precipitous decline. Really? Off a yeah. cliff. And one of my friends told me that she had that too. So I'm curious for you, have you seen over time inbound inquiries from recruiters and that sort of thing? Have you seen those change at all? Has there been a shift for you? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. When I was 30, 40s, you know, when I was 40, where you're at today, complete different environment, right? It was 
tech boom was kicking off. So yeah, the amount of activities inbound, tremendously different than it is today. I don't get those outreach where you used to get them, you know, every few weeks, someone reaching out to you and you just don't see that because there's, they could easily tell from your experience, they get you in a ballpark where you're at. And you think it is that you think, you think they recognize. I think so. Yeah. I bet so too. That's I mean, so too. I could just, yeah. Like you, you know, compared to just 10 years ago to today, completely different. It's all through, right now, all the activities I'm doing is all through networking. Which That's is the best way to do it anyway. But 30 years of networking yeah. of friends to reach out to. The network is a, is a massive thing. And, and certainly that's how I've found all my jobs. But they the, the outreach, the inbound outreach not coming in anymore to me is kind of, it, it's a validation of my sense that I'm not who they're looking for. You know, like I'm, I'm not it. I'm not it anymore because I, my inbox used to be overflowing <laughs> and I'm like, man, <laughs> so I'm, I'm oh, trying really different. Yeah. And because you never know they're doing how deep they're going into, okay. LinkedIn, your profile, they could easily find out, okay, she's at this group, this age group. She's in this stage of her career. I mean, imagine being, I'm two decades ahead of you. Imagine the difference that would be. You know, I could only cut off so many years if, <laughs> if I try to cut off any. Yeah. You know, I'm not, Maybe, I can't cut off 20 years. No, we, there's only so much we can do. We can, you know, we can do like some mild catfishing of employers with like a younger profile picture, like drop the college, college graduation dates and that sort of thing. Maybe a few jobs, but, you know, at some point, we're going to get to the Zoom interview and until Zoom makes a profile or like a, you know, template. Or a or filter. Called, a filter. Thank you. Look at you coming up with the right. right. Thank you. Look See? See? But there's always a point in time. I can't get it. Um, you can do but, a filter, but eventually you're going to do that face to face. Like, oh. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know what? Maybe we need to have a Zoom face filter that makes us all look like we're 20. And that's like the great equalizer. Perhaps that's where or, we should go. We just don't turn have cameras on any longer. And Ooh, I'm, I'm here for that. John, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story and your experience working in tech after all these many, many years and, and sharing your incredible viewpoints and positive mentality. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for you because I know that whoever snaps you up next is going to be a very lucky employer. So don't sleep on John Parisi. Don't sleep on him. He is top talent. No, I appreciate it. I had a great time. Love speaking with you about this this topic. Didn't know I would be in this area as quick as I was, but no, it's interesting. It gets late this early, John. I'm, I'm living through. <laughs> I appreciate awesome. everything you're doing. All right. Well, we'll have you back after you get your next job. Very good. Thank you, Mo. Thanks, John. Thanks for joining us today at It Gets Late Early. I hope this episode was insightful and entertaining. Now, before you go, if you're old and work in tech, just like me, I have something really cool for you. We're putting together a job board specifically for seasoned tech workers, where we'll curate the best opportunities for experienced tech talent. If you want a place to look for work where you can trust there won't be so much bias in the hiring process, go to itgetsleteearly.com and sign up so you'll be the first to know when we launch it. Thanks and see you next time.